I don't know about you guys, but I am obsessed with my electric toothbrush. I don't know why. Ever since I got one, I literally love brushing my teeth, which is why I am so excited to tell you about today's sponsor, Brush. Brush is an electric toothbrush that will change the way you think about brushing your teeth. With powerful sonic technology and ultra-gentle bristles, the brush redefines what it means to have a super clean mouth. It literally gives you that feeling like when you leave the dentist, like, so fresh, so clean, your teeth just feel amazing, but it's every single day. Our She's Going Places listeners get 15% off their total purchase using the code POD15. Follow the link in the show notes and enter the code POD15 to get your exclusive discount and upgrade your oral care routine. listening to the She's Going Places podcast. I'm your host, Taylor, and welcome back to another Wednesday. Boy, am I excited that it's Wednesday. I mean, aren't you? It's the middle of the week. It's the middle of June, and you know what that means. It means we're doing an advice Q&A. You guys know the drill. It's the middle to the end of the month. You guys have your burning questions for me, Taylor, your internet big sister, And I am here to answer everything, give you my best advice, get get into the situation, and really just help you come to a solution. And honestly, these are some of my favorite episodes to do. I love getting to message with y'all and like see what you guys are submitting and what you need help with, what seasons of life you're all in. And so before we hop into this advice Q&A that is themed about relationships, we're going to have to do our going places and going nowhere moment of the week. Now, after reflecting on my week, I've come to the conclusion that a lot of my big moments this week are going places and going nowhere moments. Okay? I have two. Number one, this past week, I started my internship. You guys know the internship. I've talked about it a lot. It was something I worked really hard to get big anticipation and it finally came my big girl job and so that's a going places moment I mean hello it's it was an incredible accomplishment I really am so proud of myself I was so excited to get started and honestly it's been going great it's almost it's been about a week and a half since I started and I'm really liking it but there's some going nowhere moments here you know how when you're out of school like for the summer And then when you get back to school in August, you're just like, how did I ever do this? I've been having a little bit of of those moments because I'm working from home. And so I'm I'm sitting at a desk in my house for eight hours a day working. And the work is actually hard and it's a little stressful. And I'm like, how did I ever do this? (laughs) Like literally, how did I sit in one spot for eight hours? And like, like, I just don't know how I did it. And so getting back into the routine of like not sleeping until 10 a.m. and not being able to film TikToks at noon, getting out of that routine, jumping into a healthier businesswoman routine. And so that's definitely a going nowhere moment. It's just taken me some time to adjust. Now I'm like going to bed at 1130. That never heard of that. But I'm like, I need the sleep. And so it's just it's kind of been like a fun dynamic. But obviously, I am so grateful to be doing my internship. It is seriously challenging me. But it's literally the best. I'm genuinely enjoying it. But another dual purpose. My going places moment of the week is that 
this past weekend, I got to see Hunter. Wait for it. For what was supposed to be a 24-hour trip. He was getting in Friday night at midnight. I was going to get to see him all day Saturday. And then Sunday was Father's Day, so we were going to say bye in the morning and spend the days with our fathers. And that was the plan. And that happened. And it was actually amazing. I got to see him all day Saturday. He came up here, spent some time with my family. I went out to dinner with his family. I just was just in pure bliss, just spending time with Hunter. And I made my peace. Uh, I said bye to him that morning. I was really sad about it, but I didn't even cry. So you guys can just be proud. Okay, yeah. Also, I don't know if I've told you guys this. We're doing long distance again for the summer because his internship is in Cincinnati. And right now I'm in Florida, but I'm also going to be spending some of my time in Birmingham. So we are just like not in the same place for the summer. And this is our first summer doing long distance because freshman year we came home and then last summer was COVID. And so we haven't had to do like go long distance like the whole year like we normally get like summer break and so this was definitely been an adjustment but so I was getting to see him and it was the best and then Sunday comes and Hunter was supposed to leave at I'm giving it away Hunter was supposed to leave like sometime Sunday afternoon and then there was a storm and so all of the flights got delayed so he wouldn't have made his connection he was already only getting in at midnight but he needed to be at work Monday morning. So he ended up texting his boss and she was like, yeah, have fun. And so Hunter calls me Sunday night and he's like, I'm staying in Florida. And so he ends up coming up here and we get to hang out then all night Sunday night. And then I had work in the morning, but we got to hang out for a long time. And then he had to leave Monday morning. And then, okay, then we said bye. Still didn't cry. Handled myself like a woman, like a boss. And then Hunter had to come back up. We live about 40 minutes away because he forgot his AirPods. And when I saw him, I just sobbed, sobbed like a baby in the middle of my work day. Like I literally took my break to go see him and hand him his AirPods. And I just sobbed like a baby. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. It's a little traumatic. But anyways, it was a good weekend. Got to see Hunter. was thrilled about it. But it has its highs, it has its lows. But speaking of relationships, let's just hop right into the episode. You guys have so many questions about relationships, dating, physicality. And so we're just going to need to dive right in here. One thing that I will say, though, is you guys had some spicy questions about, there was a couple, like, like you guys asked so much that I think they're going to do have their own episodes. I'm definitely going to be needing to do a confidence episode because I literally got so many questions about that. So be expecting that sometime soon. But I got a lot of like physicality questions and talking about boundaries in a relationship. Like what are Hunter and I's boundaries? What is that waiting for marriage? All of it. And so I think that's going to let me know if you want that to be a separate episode. Leave it in a review. Go DM it to me on Instagram, whatever. Okay, let's hop into it because I have a lot of questions. <clears throat> First one. How do this just made me laugh how it was worded. How do I talk to boys? LOL. Seems foreign to me. <laughs> I don't know why. It was just the way it worded. It just made me laugh. Um, when it comes to talking to boys, I, I, the thing is, is that I remember like feeling this way at some point. And so, and I'm sure if like I had to like all of a sudden Hunter and I broke up and we had to date, I would probably be in the same boat being like, uh, uh. Because it's one thing to just like talk to boys. Like sometimes I feel like people will simplify it and be like, do you not have guy friends? And it's like, 
excuse me, that's not what I'm referring to. Like, I'm saying, like, how do I talk to, like, boys that I'm interested in? How do I talk to boys? Like, whatever. And so, I guess my best advice, one, is to just be yourself. Do not try and talk about things that, A, you don't know about. And, like, pretend like you know a lot about it. Or, like, be interested in things that you're not interested in. Like, there's a level of doing that for courtesy. And wanting to, like, be interested in what they're interested in. That's totally different. I'm saying, like, don't say that you're, like, a diehard Eagles fan when you don't even know, like, what the Eagles are and that they're a football team, right? And so when you're talking to boys, literally just be yourself and just act natural. It's This is not a stressful situation. You want to know why? Because there's so many boys. And so if you ruin it with this boy, there's millions of other options, okay? And so I think that's the thing is we put so much pressure on, like, Every single word that we say, like, I know when I was in middle school and high school, before I started dating Hunter, when I was talking to boys, I would, like, analyze everything I said and everything they said and and compare and what do they mean, what's the deeper meaning, and I would just get so in my head about it. And so when I'm just naturally an outgoing person, so, like, conversating has never been an issue for me, but I read into everything. And now after dating Hunter and getting to know just being closer with guys, they're really, it's it's never as deep as you might think or assume, and that's something I'm still learning. And so, I just think don't take it too seriously. It's not a life or death situation. Like, you, it's going to come naturally, and the thing is, if it's not coming naturally, either you're being too hard on yourself or you're being awkward and you're, like, so worried about yourself, which you should not be, or two, it's just, like, not the right person. There's going to be people, like, when you talk to a girl, sometimes it's awkward if, like, you two don't jive or maybe she's an awkward person. And so, just because it's a boy, it's not, like, all of a sudden an alien. You've conversated with people before. You've talked to really outgoing people. You've talked to shy people. You've talked to all sorts of people. And so, I don't know. Just don't sweat it and then just see how it goes. Because no boy is going to, like, if a boy is interested in you and you're not acting like yourself, well, then you're not acting like yourself. And if a boy, if you're finally acting like yourself and a boy's not interested, then no thanks. You're not for me anyway. Okay, next question. How to feel more confident while flirting. I feel like this ties into the last one. The confidence thing, which I'm definitely, I'm going to need to do a whole episode on it. Confidence is a mindset, ladies. It is, it's not, I, Alicia, <laughs> I'm like acting like you guys, of course you know who she is. Um, Alicia Marie, big content creator, literally love everything she does. She just launched this brand. It's called Parallel Apparel with her sister. And she was talking about like confidence or like being like, beautiful or for their campaign it's like sexy as is I was talking about she was like I realized like being confident and loving myself was never going to be like like a size it wasn't going to be like a body shape it wasn't going to be when I got this this or that like confidence is a mindset and it's one I decide that I want to have it and so the truth of the matter is is when you're being confident while flirting take the while flirting out if you're how to feel more confident like you have to like know who you are and from a Christian perspective, knows whose you are to know that, like, you're worthy and you're loved and you're chosen despite how really any outcome goes, despite how it goes while you're flirting with a boy, despite how it goes while making friends, despite how it goes in arguments or work settings, whatever it is, you need to know who you are and be confident in that. And then I feel like the rest follows. Then it's it all comes naturally because then I mean, on a technicality while flirting, it's like, okay, well, then maybe you need to not overthink, or maybe you need to do X, Y, Z, but the confidence, it's never really, like, a problem in the specific situation. Like, it's, 
it's not that you're not confident while flirting. It's that you're not confident. And I don't say that to call you out. I say that to say, hey, girl, like, work on your confidence and know your worth because you're amazing and you should. And so if you walk into a situation and you're like, I'm that girl, like, you're lucky to be talking to me and I'm going to flirt with you and, like, I'm going to put myself out there, like, physically or I'm going to say something that's really flirty or I'm going to whatever it might be. If you, like, own it and you just kind of own what you're doing and it's, like, natural to you, that's another thing. Don't do – if you do things that aren't natural to you, you're not going to be confident because you're just going to feel uncomfortable the whole time. But if you're naturally a touchy person and that's how you flirt, own it. If you're naturally a really witty person and you kind of joke around or poke fun and roast when you flirt, own it. It's whatever's most natural to you. So one girl is not going to flirt the same as the next girl. Regardless, you're going to do amazing. Be confident in who you are and that all the other areas will follow. Okay, this is a question from TikTok. Also, I got these questions kind of from all over the place. And so if you are listening to She's Going Places because you found it on TikTok, please let me know because I just think that's so cool because I just, my TikTok is just kind of whatever. And so it's just so funny that people find the show on TikTok. Anyways. My friends keep telling me I need to find a boyfriend, but I don't want a boyfriend during my last year of high school. What should I do? I chose this question because this is exactly what I did. I got a boyfriend my senior year of high school and I promised myself that would be the one thing I would not do. Here's the thing. Since you're not asking about a specific person, like, hey, I really like this guy. We've been talking. I just don't think it's worth, like, getting into a relationship, but I really like him. Then I'd be giving different advice. But based on this question, you're just basically saying, I need to find a boyfriend, but I don't want to date. If you don't have someone that you're considering dating or someone that you want to entertain dating, or someone that, like, on the horizon who feels worthwhile, then I wouldn't, personally, I wouldn't go out of my way to find a relationship your senior year. One of, like, your senior year really is such a special time in high school. At least, I know it's not the same experience for everyone, but I had a really special senior year, and those are memories that hopefully I'm going to have for the rest of my life. And I got to spend a lot of time with friends and doing really fun things. And so if I was busy chasing boys, I maybe wouldn't have those. Granted, I did start dating my now fiance my senior year of high school. But that was something where I was kind of just like entertaining for funsies. And it kind of just got progressively more serious. And I was like, oh, shoot. Because the truth of the matter is, is, and trust me, I am like <laughs> the difference in the statistic, but a lot of people especially if you're doing long distance like going from high school into college if you're if you don't want to date long term let me put this disclaimer if you're not dating to marry or you're not dating to get into a serious relationship then yeah you can casual casually date your senior year go for it I that's a great idea casually date but if you're trying to get into like a serious committed relationship a lot of couples break up their freshman year of college and that was really discouraging for me because I was like oh my gosh well, I don't want to break up with Hunter. And so I say that to say, be encouraged by the fact that if you're in a relationship and you're stressed about this, I did it. It works. Don't let anyone tell you it doesn't work. Okay. It takes a lot of work. But if you're not in a relationship, I wouldn't necessarily go out of your way to seek one out because being independent in college, especially your freshman year, is such a pivotal year for you to literally find yourself and to decide what your personal beliefs are, your convictions, your opinions. And that's really hard to do with a boyfriend. So, 
Yeah. There's kind of like a twofold there. If there's no one out there right now that you're like dying to date, then no, don't. Don't try and find a boyfriend. You don't need a boyfriend. Next question. What do you do when you have a crush on a guy that won't go anywhere? <laughs> Literally me. Hi. I used to like this guy and it just, I couldn't shake it. There was just absolutely no way to shake it. And the truth of the matter is, at least this is just my experience, when you have a crush on a guy and the relationship is really stagnant and you guys like talk a bit and like your communication is open and maybe even he knows that you're kind of interested, at least in the fact that you're like texting him, talking to him all the time and it's going nowhere. That's a sign that it's going nowhere. <laughs> and I wish someone told me this at the time because I just couldn't get it out of my head that like maybe one day he would figure it out. No, like he knows the whole time and he just actually doesn't care or isn't interested. And so, of course, it's stagnant. He'll take your attention all day long. When he's bored, he'll still text you and Snapchat you and reach out to you. But if it's going nowhere, it's going nowhere. A lot of times when boys like a girl and they want to date her or they want to take her out on dates or they want to talk to her, they will do it. That's not foolproof, but in my experience, that's true. And so if you have a crush on a guy and, like, maybe you even mean, like, you just, like, can't shake it, I mean, the best way to shake a crush is to be humbled by the fact that they're maybe not interested. I needed to like this person for a long time. That was just where my head was at. But it took, like, blow-ups, and it took me getting more hurt than I needed to for me to finally shake it, and I don't recommend that to anybody. And so you just really need to figure out what works best from you. But remember, if it's going nowhere, it's probably going nowhere. And so forget him, and you can find someone else who's just as great and who's going to give you all of his attention. Okay, there's a boy that I like. He likes me back, and we even kissed. His family knows about me, but my family doesn't know about him, and neither of us are supposed to date yet. Neither of us have been in a relationship, and we don't know what we should do. I like him, but I'm not sure if I want to date him. It's always hard when you're, like, technically not allowed to date. Oh, and then also, like, context for this is that they don't, they, like, met at a camp, so they're not in the same area. Like, they don't live super close to each other, and they can't drive. I'm not saying it can't work. But if you're young and you don't live in the same place, it's just, listen, I am, in my opinion, the queen of long distance. I have done it in being in, like, a very communicative relationship. I will never be the girl that discourages you from getting into any kind of a distance relationship. However, if you're younger and you can't drive yet, for my young ladies, like, I remember I had a boyfriend and neither of us obviously had cars. We were in, like, middle school. And I don't think I literally went on one date with him. <laughs> like, how stupid is that? Like, why was he even my boyfriend? And so, like, the purpose of dating... And here's, here's the truth of the matter. It's, once again, about your lens in dating. But, like, for me now as a 20-year-old, my view of dating is that you date to marry. And if you're not able while you're dating to go on dates and to date and for you to honestly pursue each other in that way I don't in my opinion like the what's the purpose of dating then you guys just like each other okay or like you want to talk all the time sure 
but I'm not sure that you need the label of being boyfriend and girlfriend, <clears throat> especially if you can't go on dates anyway. You guys can like each other and talk to each other all the time, but I don't know if he necessarily needs to be your boyfriend because just labels make things really complicated. And then when you tell people, like, oh my gosh, we've been dating since we were 14, like, that's really difficult. That's And I know people who do it, and I know people who are happily been dating for, like, six or seven years and are my age, okay? Like, it definitely can be done, but especially, there's just a lot of things in this situation that aren't going for you with you guys not being close, and it's not like you can sneak around your parents, and, like, you need your parents to drive each other, and so it doesn't really seem like something worthwhile to pursue, but maybe when you get older, and you guys get cars, and you are allowed to date, go for it, honey. Do your thing. If you still like him, then you still like him, and I was wrong, <clears throat> and you can send me a DM and tell me I was wrong. Okay. Is it okay to break up with someone over text? Y'all, normally I would say no, but I have done this. The same middle school relationship I was just telling you about, I did break up with him over text. But that's because I was in middle school and it was an immature relationship. So if that's the situation, sure. But if this is like a long-term relationship where you love each other and, like, emotionally you guys are connected. I think it's a slap in the face to break up with someone over text. Like, if they mean something to you, then I think you owe it to them to do that in person. Now, if they don't mean something to you or they've hurt you or there's, like, a lot of other external circumstances, like, in those situations, like, if he's, like, been awful to you, and you don't really, like, feel like you owe him anything, then no, you don't owe him anything. But if, you, if you've ever, here's my thing, if you've ever had love for this person in your heart, like, if you've ever actually loved them, then I don't see how this is really an option. Because for me, like, truly loved them. When I was in middle school, I thought I, like, loved my boyfriend, but I didn't know what love was. I only knew what it, like, as much as I could comprehend when I was, 12, 13, 14, but if you can sit there and honestly, like, gut it within yourself to do that, ooh, I don't know. I mean, it's entirely up to you, but I know, like, if Hunter, <laughs> take out the fact that we're engaged, but if Hunter broke up with me over text now, like, I would just literally laugh. Like, that's just, like, not an option. Like, you have to sit here and face me and we can need to work it out. It's not even just like a, you get to make the decision and then peace out. But I mean, I'm also in like a really healthy relationship. And so like, you don't just get to walk away. Like you have to work on it and come to like a mutual decision. And, and that's how like I would function in a relationship. But I mean, I don't know your situation. If you are just like absolutely done, or maybe you're just bored. If you're bored, maybe try and do it in person. Um, but I think it really just depends on the situation. If your relationship's not that serious anyway, it maybe isn't the best thing to do, but I don't think it's awful. Okay, next. I have an Instagram submission. Okay, this one's a little long one. I might have to, like, abbreviate. Okay, so there's this guy that I'm fighting feelings for, and he's a really sweet and kind guy, but apparently he drinks and does drugs every day. The horror. 
I'm being sarcastic. I really wish he wouldn't be a part of that crowd because I feel like he didn't start out like that, but then he got pressured into doing things that he wasn't comfortable with. When we were in class together, he would act super sweet and compliment me and would seem to be flirting back, and I really, really liked him. I don't know what to do in this situation because now we're out of school, and I feel like with him the good outweighs the bad, but I should be over him. Sorry, there's a lot going on here. And I'm better than this, especially because this crowd is not anywhere near mine. Any tips? Okay, so basically what I'm getting at here, you guys are in different circles. You guys do different things. Um, last question was, should I drop it or should I have faith? I'm going to be honest. I feel like I'm being really brutally honest in this episode. People shouldn't and don't change for relationships. It's very rare, especially when, I mean, middle school, high school, college. If you're in a season of life where you are wanting to, like, drink or party, you're not giving that up for someone else. And quite honestly, I don't think that you should. I mean, I'm, like, speaking to, I guess, the boy here. I don't think you should because... That's, an ex- that's a choice you're making. I don't think you should ever make decisions about, like, what you want to do. Stay with me here. For another person to be in a relationship. That's not a healthy relationship either. Like, if you're trying to have a healthy relationship, you both need to be equally compatible or, like, in the Christian faith, equally yoked and pursuing the same things. And that's when a relationship aligns and it can work. When you're taking one person who has really strong beliefs about not partying or they feel like really strongly, we'll just use partying because that's this example. If one person who feels really convicted about partying will never drink alcohol, feels really strongly about this, trying to date someone who's okay with drinking, does party, and lives that lifestyle, you are just setting yourself up to fail. And that goes for anything. That doesn't have to just be partying. That could be anything that you guys disagree on that's like a big deal or a core belief. Because why would you want to change that person? Like, you need to find someone when you're ready to date and love them for what they have. Don't get me wrong. I have so many flaws. Literally, I could list them off for you right now. But Hunter basically had to decide, okay, she has flaws. She's obviously not a perfect person. But am I okay with them? Because I'm an imperfect person too. And we have come to the conclusion that We accept our flaws, we accept our differences, we accept our imperfections, and we love each other regardless. But that's not us differing on, like, core valuing opinions. That's Hunter being like, hey, like, Taylor's really prideful and really struggles with pride, and, like, God has been wrecking her heart about her humility. I mean, you guys know this has been something I've been working on in my heart for, like, the last four years. But, like, when Hunter and I started dating, I was in peak pridefulness. He had to, like, accept that was a flaw that I had and, like, choose to love me anyway. But that wasn't us, like, disagreeing on our faith or that wasn't us disagreeing on family values. Like, the big stuff, you can't, you can't really disagree on them. And I'm not just talking, like, political opinion. Like, there's certain things you can scrutinize over and I personally think you can get over a lot of that. But especially in the middle school, high school, college age... You can't wait for a boy, in this case, to change. For him to not do this or not do that or to stop Snapchatting other girls or to stop partying or to not make this decision. You kind of just can't wait. And 
kind of like how you word it. Should I drop her or should I have faith? <clears throat> I know this boy is cute. I know, like, he's given you the signs. <laughs> like, I know he has. I, I'm, I, I feel you. He's given you the vibes. He flirts with you. He makes you feel good about yourself. He makes you feel wanted. I mean, hello. Like, I, I can, I feel you right now. But at the end of the day, he doesn't value the same things that you value. So the happiness and the quote-unquote love or fulfillment that you feel in this moment by being flirted with by him is only going to be wrecked by a much more devastating future of if you got into a relationship with him and having to sit up and worry about him going out partying or worrying about him drinking or you guys not being aligned on beliefs. I really, really promise there's been so many boys that I've had crushes on that I was, oh my gosh, I can think of literally a, literally this example, copy paste. I can't even believe I didn't think about it. But when I was in high school, there was this boy who like was new and I like kind of had a crush. I found out that like he kind of had a crush on me and he was like trying to talk to me. And I was like, oh, like, he's super cute. Like, he seems like <clears throat> like a fun guy to date. And we were definitely not on the same page when it came to our faith. We were not on the same page when it came to drinking. We were not on the same page when it came to partying. We were, like, none, nothing was on the same page. He would have been, which I hate using this language, but, like, part of the same, quote, bad crowd, which I really don't like using that language, but, like, just trying to fill you out here. <laughs> And honestly, the best thing that happened was I was just surrounded by really good people. My mom was one of them who, like, kind of got to, like, like hear things about him and, like, get a peek into his heart and was like, I don't know, Taylor. I don't think this is the guy that you want to spend your time with. And I was like, no, like, he's so great. Like, it's going to be so fun. Like, I think he's so cute. And it all kind of just ended up fizzling out and... I'm just grateful that I had people in my corner who could, like, see the beginning of that relationship and be like, this is not... Because you can fall in love with the wrong person. I know I'm kind of, like, taking a tangent from your question, but you can... There's not just one person on this earth that you will fall in love with. Like, you can give your heart to the wrong person. We have free will. And you can fall in love with the wrong person or fall in love with someone who's not good for you or fall in... Like, that's possible and so you have to be really careful about who you date and who you're talking to and who you're like emotionally connecting with because <clears throat> I could have dated this boy for like six months and literally like fell in love with him and he me and him would have not been equally yoked or believed the same things and that would have caused a lot of stress so I say this to say as your big sister I think you should drop it um he's gonna do his thing right now and that's okay just like you're going to do your thing. I mean, everyone has different seasons of different experiences. I'm not saying like hold out for him to change. I mean, you can always keep it in the back of your mind. But if I were you, I would probably just move on and focus on finding someone who has aligned beliefs as you. How do you deal with a BFF who says she has no feelings but constantly flirts with your boyfriend? Absolutely not. No no, no, no. Here's the thing. I've heard all of the excuses. Oh, I just have a flirty personality. Or, oh, that's just, like, how we are. Or, we just have inside jokes. Or, oh, you don't want us to, like, be close? Like, isn't it nice that we're close? 
honey, if you're sitting here and there's like this like lack of trust that you're submitting this question, that's the answer enough. She is not being a good friend. Because for me, like for example, if Kenzie, my best friend, was being like flirty with Hunter, it's literally making me laugh out loud. I wouldn't think anything of it, like, actually zero. Like, I would actually probably roast her and be like, go ahead, you can have him. Like, what are you doing? Because I know and trust Kenzie, and I know and trust Hunter, and that's just not even, like, I'm literally laughing, and I'm sure Hunter and Kenzie, who are listening to this right now, are also dying laughing. But in this situation, like, if your best friend, like, if you don't, like, if you're submitting this question and you're feeling like you don't trust the situation... There's a problem. It's either you don't trust your boyfriend, which it doesn't seem like because you didn't really include, like, them, like, talking, which is good. You need to be trusting your boyfriend. I'm not saying trust any boy, but if you're in a relationship with a boy, you should trust him. But when it comes to your best friend, if she really is your best friend, and you feel like she flirts with your boyfriend, you need to give her the benefit of the doubt and sit her down and just say, hey. I'm sitting down and I'm talking to you about this because you're my best friend and because I love you. But this, I can't get this out of my head and it's literally driving me crazy. But you flirt with my boyfriend and it's making me insane. And see what she says. You might be lucky and she might be like, oh my gosh, like, Taylor, I'm so sorry. I can't believe, like, it came across like that. Like, I'll definitely, like, we'll we'll put up some boundaries. I'll be really careful about what I say. So sorry. And amazing. That's, like, amazing way for that to be handled. But then you're just like, oh, I'm so happy I addressed it. And you just owe her the benefit of the doubt to bring it up to her. However, it might come back really defensive of being like, oh, my gosh, Taylor. Like, you're overthinking this. I'm not being flirty. Why would I ever flirt with him? Um, Just being really, really defensive. And for me, that's very suspect because, like, why do you want to flirt with my boyfriend that much? Like, if you're really my best friend and that is my boyfriend, and I tell, maybe you're unaware, but if I tell you that something makes me uncomfortable, it should be a non-negotiable. It should be like, okay, I'm sorry. How do we fix this? Can we set boundaries? But if she's insistent on keeping her dialogue the same with him or how she acts around him, I feel like that's something you really need to think about and kind of, like, investigate into, especially just, like, quality of your friendship and, like, why she wants to continue being flirty with your boyfriend, especially if she, like, minimizes it and she's like, I'm not being flirty, you're overthinking. Well, when you're protecting your friendship with her and your relationship with him, there really isn't such a thing as overthinking. Like, if you need a boundary, you need a boundary. And and that's okay. I feel like we've all bought into this, like, stigma of the crazy girlfriend who reads into everything and is crazy and overthinks, but... If you're in a healthy relationship and you need healthy boundaries and I just don't think that's too much to ask. And so I don't know if this is a hot take, but if she's really your best friend, she should respect you asking for that. But yeah, give her the benefit of the doubt first and like ask her what she thinks or if she's aware and hopefully she'll just be like, oh my gosh, like I would never like so sorry. I actually do have a really flirty personality. I did not mean to do that. I will stop texting him. I will not be touchy with him. I'm not even, I'm so unaware. I'm so sorry. I'm praying that's how that goes for you. But literally keep me updated. Like send me another message and tell me how that goes. Okay. Next question. How do I find a godly guy in a society of worldly boys? Okay. I've done an episode about this. 
Okay, it's episode 27, and it's called Where Are the Good Guys and Why Aren't They Pursuing Me? I think that this will be able to, like, give you, like, a much more holistic answer to this about, like, finding godly guys to date um, and, like, places that you should be looking. So I'm just going to reference you to that episode because I literally just took, like, a huge deep dive into that in that episode. But to give you a short, like, a little teaser, I think, for that, it's all about location. You're not going to find the godly man of your dreams at a club. You're not going to find him, like, out doing things that aren't aligned with what the Bible says. And that's just basically what I'll say there. And so you might be looking in the wrong places. And a big part of that episode, which if you're just genuinely interested in you, this wasn't your question, but you're curious. I talk about, like, like pursuit culture and, like, girls who sit around and just wait to be pursued and they're just like sitting there literally waiting at their couch and they're just like why aren't guys pursuing me (laughs) I'm just like what and they're like well boys are supposed to pursue me I'm not supposed to do anything it's like that's just not true and so I really dived into my opinions in that episode about like being pursued in Christian culture dating and so definitely go check that out next question this is the last like big Instagram situation The guy I like and kind of have a thing with seems so much more experienced than me. I just turned 18 and he's 21. I'm scared to actually pursue something with him because what if he doesn't like the fact that I've been so sheltered and not experienced enough physically? I've only had one other boyfriend and because my parents were really strict and we weren't even allowed to hug or be alone together, I'm hoping now that I'm a little older that their rules will lessen a bit, but that doesn't change the fact that this new guy has never had to worry about strict parents or rules. Sheltered in a way that I was raised by Christian strict parents and I was homeschooled my whole life. There isn't much outside of church that I've experienced. Wow. I literally love this question because I feel like this is kind of this like the di- dynamic of experiences. I remember being so stressed about this as I was getting older and wasn't getting like physical <laughs> relationship experience. And I was just getting so stressed that I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so old and I've like never done anything with a boy. And so this is actually something, I mean, Hunter and I are the same age, but when we started dating, Hunter had been in a relationship before and I really hadn't. And so he definitely had more physical experience, I guess you could say. Um, And so that dynamic, it didn't like stress me out, but I was definitely aware of it. But the truth of the matter is, is when you're in a good, healthy relationship with a God-honoring boy, man, human being, that doesn't matter. And and that's the thing. And this kind of, I, the physicality that I think you're talking about is, you're not talking about having sex, but speaking on the terms of having sex, like, just kind of hit it and then once again I'll do another episode on this if I need to but in the topic of waiting for marriage if we're talking about sex that is why if you've just never known what waiting for marriage has the purposes this is one of many purposes but the point is is that you're not supposed to be experienced and have all this sexual experience and like multiple sexual partners because the way God created sex and the way God created marriage, there was never supposed to be this level of comparison, this level of, like, 
performance in sex. It's supposed to be a display of intimacy and literally like a display. (laughs) Someone who's not a Christian listening to this is like, holy moly. But it's like supposed to be an act of worship, literally, between like the union of a marriage. Like it's the most powerful relationship there is. But, and so when you have sex outside the context of marriage, then there's like this like intimidation of he's more sexually experienced than I am. And it kind of creates a power dynamic and insecurity that was never supposed to be there. <laughs> Sorry to touch on that. Now moving back. But that was just on my mind. But if we're not talking about sex, we're just talking about like other physicality and relationships. Being sheltered is not a bad thing. Up into an extent. Like I feel like I was pretty sheltered. Um, my parents were like very involved growing up. And um, I wasn't exposed to a lot. I think, like, while growing up, like, there was things, like, I was learning in college that I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, I was like, how have I not known this my whole life? And so, it's a little, I I understand you, like, I feel you, it's, like, a little embarrassing. I think from just the idea of being sheltered and not experienced enough physically, this boy better, I hope that you guys are on the same page, like, with your beliefs and... I think you are a Christian based off of how you wrote in. And so I'm going to answer based on that. Like, I hope he is also a Christian. I hope you guys have the same beliefs. And because of that, like, you, if you're, if you're striving towards a God-honoring relationship and a healthy relationship, the level of communication that you guys can work on and work towards will eliminate this level of fear. Of course, in the beginning of any relationship, there's you're always thinking about it. Like, of course, it's just natural. Like, when Hunter and I first started dating, I have never, like, eaten so many breath mints in, in my life. Like, I did not go anywhere without gum or mints in, like, every compartment, purse, wallet. They were everywhere, okay? I had a hairbrush with me at all times. I had mascara with me at all times. Like, I was, like, prepared to, like, look good and, like, have, like, good smelling breath and, like, be, like, ready at all times because I was nervous or, like, he knew what he was doing or, and I didn't and what would I do in these situations? Like, that's a perfectly normal feeling, but as you get more comfortable with each other and as you guys get closer emotionally, as you guys get closer physically, as you just date longer like naturally that's just gonna die down and you'll be able to be more comfortable and like the sheltered aspect won't be there I feel like the sheltered piece especially just in the the part of like y'all's relationship is only really a problem at the beginning and I think if you know this guy well enough and he's really a good guy I think you can have a really honest conversation with him about how you feel how do you know how far is too far when it comes to physicality Saving the good ones for the end, people. Here's the thing about physicality is that there's not like a black and white like line. Well, I mean like there is, but like I feel like when it comes to physicality, people are always looking for like what is the line and like I'll just ride the line. Like if the line is like you can't have sex till you're married, that I'm going to do everything else before the line and then I'm fine. And... When you're asking the question, how far is too far, I think if you're, if the line is sex and you're approaching the line, that's too far. Because 
the thing with boundaries, and, the, and it, I can only talk from my experience, with Hunter and I, when we first started dating, we set the line at, like, we, you guys are literally going to cackle. We, when we hung out, we had to sit, like, upright on the couch, like, we weren't laying down, there was no, like, horizontal action, um, we were hardly ever alone, we weren't really making out, we weren't, like, we were, like, we set it so far back, and just as, like, smart people, we were, like, we know, like, as we get closer and as we grow together, yes, we're gonna cross that line, like, I will lay down on this couch with him and snuggle with him at some point. And guess what? As his fiance, I do do that. And you know what? Like, <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. I do make out with him. <laughs> and those are, those are lines that we have crossed. But we set the line and continue to like reset and set the line much further back than we actually are not willing to go. And so you just need to decide how far is too far for you personally with what you're comfortable with. We're not talking about right or wrong because whether you're a Christian or not, what you're comfortable with and what you're okay with doing, take it a few notches back because you're a human and whoever you're with is also human and you make mistakes and you're tempted to do things and maybe you love this person and and you push the line. And so you need to give yourself space to be human. Now, that's not to say I'm going to set this line back knowing full well we're going to cross it and that's okay. Set it with the intention of keeping it, but knowing that there's a safety net and like you haven't like sacrificed like how you view yourself or a value that's really important to you or your quote unquote your purity, if that's like something that you believe in, over like one mistake or over one misstep. And so speaking from experience like for Hunter and I the line has never been sex because if the line was sex we probably would have had sex by now you know what I mean like if we were okay with everything like in between and before that then at some point at some point like I would get to a point where like that would just be like in, in the moment compromise that we would have made but because the line has been set at a place further back than what we're comfortable with we're able to like live in the freedom of like knowing that we've like honored each other we've honored each other's boundaries we've protected each other and protected each other's purity and like we're pursuing the lord with our relationship and so i can't really give you an exact like physical answer but those would definitely be my tips for like setting that and understanding but at the beginning definitely set it way further back than you want Okay, that's that's my recommendation. And that's the best thing Hunter and I have ever done, for real. Last question. How do I move away from my past hurts and open myself up to new relationships again? I think this is the most beautiful part of relationships and dating and like the process of finding your person and finding the person you want to marry is this the, the, the process. And when it comes to past hurts or breakups or former boyfriends, I would just advise you to like look at those relationships and if they were horrible, if they were toxic, if they hurt you, to look at how those relationships grew you and what you learned from them and 
and how it made you a better person and how it made you stronger and how it it helped you develop your self-worth and how it changed the way you viewed yourself. I mean, Hunter is my only like actual long-term serious boyfriend, but for me, I'm able to look at like boys I've talked to or boys I've almost been in relationships with or like those types of relationships and <laughs> the never-ending talking phase and in those situations, like how I viewed myself before versus how I viewed myself after and how I like learned my purpose and how I discovered my worth and how like maybe some things were really hard and emotionally draining and I like learned how to handle them and I learned how to communicate my emotions and I learned how to properly love someone and I learned what it felt like to not be loved and not be valued and not be appreciated and, and that was something I was like I'm never doing that again and so when you're talking about moving away from past hurts I think it's just look at these past hurts as just stepping stones to get you to where you're going. Um, and when it comes to opening yourself up, I know it's hard because you're probably just in this cycle of like, it's just going to happen again. It's just going to happen again. It's just going to happen again. I think in these types of relationships, I my best advice is to like lean on faith and like really be prayerful about your decisions and who you're dating next and the type of people that you're dating. Because if you keep on getting in relationships and these relationships are really toxic or really hurtful, your picker is off. And who you're allowing to date you, like that meter, there's something wrong there. And I think so be prayerful about your standards and and who really is like worthy of you and worthy of pursuing you and loving you and being in a relationship with you. And so then it's a lot easier to open yourself up to a new relationship when you have a minimum level of quality that you're willing to accept like at this point like you've been through so much that you come to a point it's like I will accept nothing less than the best for me and the best that God has for me and if that if it's not you or you or you that's fine I'll wait and so when you're opening yourself up to new relationships just remember the beauty of everything that's happened to you and how it's made you literally amazing and Maybe you need to elevate your standards up to who you're allowing access to your heart. And then hopefully then we'll end this like toxic or hurtful cycle and you'll enter into healthier relationships. Well, guys, that was an amazing Q&A. You guys seriously asked some really great questions. Thank you so much to everyone who submitted questions and to those people who maybe your questions didn't get included. Um, so appreciative of you and how you guys are plugged into the SGP community. I seriously couldn't do this show without you guys. Thank you so much for following along and being subscribed. Here's your reminder. If you haven't already, if you love this episode or love She's Going Places in general, go down below and give us a five-star review and let me know what you think about the episode and what episodes you want to see from me next. You can also go and follow us on Instagram at She's Going Places podcast or TikTok. All of it's in the show notes, so go check that out. Thank you guys for being amazing. I absolutely love you. Have the best week ever, and let's go places together.